know your name, I know you great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello beautiful people, my name is Talanda Deborah, and welcome to my first brand new episode of my podcast called All Things Unraveled. Today's subject is very specific. I never really came across um, someone speaking on this subject. I don't know if it's because I never did the right research, but um, as I discovered that this thing that I'm about to speak on applied to me, I went ahead and did some extra research, some digging to understand it, to find out more about it. And I really feel like this subject is something that's important and people should be aware of. And you never know, you might be, this might even be something that you're you're going through. You might even know someone who has been affected by this, right? And I keep saying this, 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 and you're probably like, okay, girl, like, what is it? When are you going to get into this subject? Well, here we go. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but I feel like in the 21st century, you will rarely come across individuals living in this world and who literally have like no objectives, no purpose, well, no purpose, no goals or no visions for their life. I feel like we live in a generation where goals, setting goals is really important and attaining them is just as important and where we just work really hard for the things that we want, right? And I find that there are two kinds of people in this world. Well, maybe there are more, but for this specific subject, right? Some people will come to the end of their quest with strong will and motivation and realize that goal of theirs. But some people won't even bother putting in the work to see that plan come to life. You'd be surprised to know how many people around you are restraining themselves to experience something new just because of fear. I'm pretty sure every single one of us watching this have experienced this thing called fear. It's a normal feeling, right? I myself have fears, some very questionable fears, but I have some, right? But the biggest one I have, y'all, is atikophobia, the fear of failure, which to my surprise has been the root to so many conflicts and failures and situations in my life. And who knows, maybe in your life as well. Essentially, etikophobia is the extreme, extreme is the keyword, fear of failing or facing uncertainty. It's the fear of being seen, doing things the wrong way or being told to be wrong. You can also define this as the fear to make mistakes. That irrational fear of failure can emerge through past experiences where you experience failure through a very harsh way, through bullying or embarrassment, and it has marked you deeply in a way that, you know, it just stuck with you for the rest of your life or to the point that it traumatized you. For example, for some, it might have been failing the biggest test of the year like imagine you studied law school for seven years and then the exam come you think you're super ready and you just fail it and it scars you for the rest of your life another example i can give you is just growing up in an environment where everyone around you has never seen their businesses flourish that's something that can also trigger a tachophobia since you grew up in an environment not seeing people succeed before we get deep into this subject i would like to tell you guys and publicly declare that I am not a therapist, a psychiatric, or a doctor. I just happen to have been dealing with this long enough to know what it is and researched it and educated myself enough to be able to come here and speak on this subject. So in today's video, we'll explore in which ways a can manifest itself in your life, 
how to identify your coping mechanism in regards to this phobia and what you can do to overcome it. With that being said, let's do some unraveling, shall we? I'm going to put it this way. With aticophobia, there's many symptoms that you can experience. Um, there's some that you can experience phys- physically and there's some that you can experience emotionally. This phobia can manifest itself in your life through excessive fear of what will happen if you fail. And number two, an excessive feeling of anxiety and fear when you're about to start something new. Sometimes it can even turn into panic. And another way that it can manifest itself in your life is through a feeling of constant fatigue and just procrastination due to lack of motivation. Please take some time to read um, the articles that I've linked down below to get more and accurate information on the subject as there are many other symptoms you might wanna learn about. These are some examples of the symptoms that you can experience, but I'm gonna tell you guys how it manifests itself in my day-to-day life, right? So for me, this fear of failure, atikophobia, manifests itself in my life um, when I have a big test or a big essay, right, that's coming up, I will literally procrastinate to the last minute, not because I'm lazy, not because I, I know that I can work well under pressure, but simply because I have this feeling of fear and anxiety that emerges whenever I just look at the document and start working on it way ahead of time. I, in my mind, it's like the earlier I start, the greater are the chances for me to experience anxiety and stress and just to overthink about all the possibilities and the different scenarios in which I would hand out a crappy paper. And this will persist until that paper has been handed out. You know, this used to be so bad. I remember maybe a year ago, right? I wouldn't even look at my grades before the end of the semester. I would literally go on with my life do the test and just never look back, never go back online to see what grade I got. In my mind, I was like, it is what it is. If I failed, I don't want to know now. We'll know later. There's no need. There's no rush for me to, you know, check on my grades. And that is bad. But I think that's how I was coping with it at the time, if I'm going to be honest. Another way in which it manifested itself um, in my day-to-day life is when I would get placed in group projects or when I had extremely great work opportunities like just i don't know like just great job opportunities you know new tasks are given to you or a new position is proposed to you right i legit always questioned myself and my abilities because my brain was always telling me that i was not competent enough to be in that position to be on that team or to that team the group project for school to be on the job or to be in that position i had this feeling i don't know if it was a feeling but i strongly believed that if i was in a team with if i was in their team i would probably be the cause of their failure it sounds really bad and it is really bad because this really affects you badly bad bad badly anyways but yeah and you know funny enough this actually happened to me once um back then in my first year of college i was in a group project we were with this girl so we were only two right and we had this presentation little presentation to do for class in the morning i remember not showing up because i slept through my alarm fun stuff and i promise you when i got there i got to class 40 minutes late like 40 minutes late or something like that the project was already done she had already she already did what we were supposed to do and i just got there to basically just 
watch like a like I was part of the audience anyways when I got there I felt extremely horrible when I tell y'all I felt so bad I was so ashamed and I just wanted to I just wanted to hide. I felt like everybody was looking at me and just pointing their fingers at me and just laughing and mocking me and and just judging me, judging me so bad. I felt like I was put in the middle of a circle and everybody around me was just pointing their fingers. But the worst part of it is I couldn't hear what it is that I couldn't hear what it was that they were thinking or what they were saying. But I just I just knew that whatever they were thinking was bad, that they were thinking bad things towards me, that they were just pointing their fingers and just pointing out on how I messed up, how I failed. And in reality, if they might have thought of they might have had thoughts well negative thoughts in regards to my absence because you know that that, that kind of sucks to leave someone else do work that you were both supposed to do but even if they did those comments that they made probably lasted like two seconds or you know and it probably wouldn't it probably wasn't even as deep as I thought but in my mind I feel like I was just in a hole and I just was sinking and sinking and sinking and I was so I, I was very defensive I would pay the smallest attention to what everyone said just to make sure that nothing was said about me because I feel I feel horrible child I did and these things stick with you to be honest this experience specifically has amplified this phobia of mine um in the work fields especially because once I started working in a corporate environment more like offices and all that stuff I wasn't confident i was not i was happy to be there but i just felt like why would they even put me there they really put me there oh i guess they had they had no other option and it's like i just didn't believe that i had the abilities and the competencies to be there but i did it low-key makes you crazy because you be battling with lies and the truth but sometimes it's very hard to dissociate the truth from the lies when you're in the moment it also manifested itself in my personal relationships Ooh, so <laughs> and by relationship i mean like um friendships and romantic relationships in my relationships with people there can only be two scenarios i'm saying this in the present because i'm low-key still struggling with this not because of aticophobia no because of not because of this but because of other stuff but we're still trying to, you know, navigate through this. So in my relationship relationships with people, I will either be excessively present or excessively inconsistent. Like there is no in between with me. I promise I've gotten better. I, I'm practically not even like this. So this is kind of like speaking in the past when I used to. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I used to struggle with this a lot, but there was this thing in me that really pushed me to overdo things in my relationships just to make sure that I was in the reason for the failure of the relationship. Because this surprisingly, or maybe not, has happened a lot. There was really a time where I would feel the need to be excessively present in my relationships and just to really make that person that I was in whatever kind of relationship with feel secure feel secure enough to know that to make that person feel like I was there I was with them through it all and that I was just that friend that bride or die that you know I'll always be by your side girl because that brought me security that made me feel like I was doing something 
right in the relationship since everything else I did or didn't do for that matter made me feel like the relationship would come to an end at some point. And when I was excessively distant and inconsistent, it was due to the fact that I did not want to get too involved emotionally in another relationship that could have ended because of me. Again, I did not want to be the reason for that breakup. And when I say me, I mean like, not because I'm crazy or anything or that I'm a bad friend or whatever. It's just, it's really the belief that I had, you know? Although there are some things that I did in the past that are quite questionable, but that's not what we're going to talk about. We're just going to talk about, we're just going to focus on the fact that I wasn't that bad of a friend. I wasn't that bad of a friend, but I believed I was. This is so weird because it's like whatever I did, whether I choose to be excessively present or semi-absent in my relationship, it's like I was always doing something wrong. Well, obviously you can't be excessively present in someone's life because that's annoying or and you can't be semi absent because that's just like girl is you here or not are we friends or are we not do we do we speak or do we not you know i was i was doing the two extremes so i can see how that was wrong but yeah the thing is i just always found a reason to believe i was doing something wrong so you will often find yourself making little to no decisions at all or in other cases make some pretty questionable decisions just like me <laughs> These are some examples of how eticophobia can manifest itself in your day-to-day -day life. That's how it manifests itself or manifested itself in my life. And what I just mentioned are some of the specific um, scenarios in which eticophobia manifested itself in my day-to-day -day life. I think for you to be able to find a way to cope with this phobia before it completely submerges you, you have to analyze and identify three major aspects. The first one being, what happens to me when that feeling of fear starts to take over? In my case, I'm giving you examples. I'm letting y'all in on what happens with me to give you guys another perspective of atricophobia or a story i don't know something that would maybe help you understand it better right so to answer that question me okay whenever um that feeling of fear is starting to take over baby <laughs> i experience some heavy breathing okay this is when it goes to to the extreme i'm gonna say to the, to the extreme to an extreme extent i've had worse but this is one of them. When that feeling of fear is starting to take over, it's the heavy breathing. It's that there is no more oxygen in the air for me, you know? I can feel some kind of pressure on my chest and I just can't really control it. That's number one. Number two, I get very anxious. Like, I will start overthinking everything, even my life, my existence, baby. Where I live. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm not joking about this subject. It's just sometimes there are things that come out of my mouth and after my brain has processed what came out of my mouth, I just be like, girl, what is you saying? But back to the subject. So there's heavy breathing for me. There's anxiety. There's a feeling um, I get really overwhelmed. I have the fear that's there, right? That's starting to come up. And I, I can't stop thinking about that thing that is scaring me. So I just get overwhelmed because it's like I'm trying to find a solution to it unconsciously, right? Because it's like everything happens in my head i'm trying to find a solution but at the same time it's like there's so many things that are just being thrown at me in my mind so i get overwhelmed because it's like damn let me catch my breath let me just deal with one thing at a time it's just 
I don't know if you understand this, but for those who have gone through this, you definitely understand, but it'd it be a lot. You get overwhelmed because you don't have control over your thoughts and that feeling of fear because you're fearing something that hasn't even happened yet. How crazy is that? To fear something that hasn't even happened yet? You must be crazy, child. So in reality, there's not much you can do about that thing that hasn't even happened yet, you know? And this is another thing that happens when the feeling of fear start to come up. The la- This last one is like extreme this last one has only happened once or twice because that is when i'm at another level that is when like i've tried everything and i just forget it i just can't right so the last one is i feel like i'm about to pass out this has happened i didn't pass out but it's when all these emotions are rising up and i'm anxious i can i feel overwhelmed i i can't breathe properly sometimes well, sometimes those two times, I really felt like I was about to pass out. I think it's a mental thing that starts to affect your body. The fear just takes over. Like it just, it just takes over my mind and I'm just focused. I'm really focused on failing or just fake focused on the worst, the worst that could happen. And when I just, you know, when you're fixed on something, you're very focused, right? You can't take your eyes off of it. So imagine just being fixed on that failure, being fixed on the worst, how do you take yourself out of that space? Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's hard because you're in it completely. That's your focus. That's what you're worried about. And it's just eating you up, eating you up, eating you up. It's, yeah. So those two times I almost passed out. Well, not almost. I just felt like I was about to pass out because it was so bad. And I just, I just felt like I didn't have the control over anything over my, 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 it's not that I don't have the control over my reactions. This morning, I don't have the control over that thing that hasn't happened yet. It's really a mental thing. Before I move to my second point, I would like to invite you to just please take like notes from your phone or just a notepad to write down these questions, right? If you feel concerned by this subject and you can go over them at any point whenever uh, you can or you can do this with me while I'm just, you know, telling y'all about my life (laughs) but yeah you can do this with me right now or you can do this on your own time but i'm telling you this will help you tremendously the second question you have to ask yourself right what is my automatic response to it so the difference between the first question and the second one is the first question is once that feeling is starting to come up right it's starting to take over that's the first question right what is it that you experience The second question is, what are your automatic responses? So how do you respond to that? How do you respond to this fear that has manifested itself in your physical body, in your mind, and in your heart? Again, giving you examples of my personal case just to, you know, give you a broad understanding of it. In my case, right, it's pretty simple. I'm not even going to lie, okay? Me, my automatic responses, there's only two of them. The first one is when I'm by myself and this is happening, I'm going to do the best I can. It won't even be that hard because I'm really good at that. But I will do the best I can to just push the thought back as if I never had it. To just disregard it. You know, the fear will come up. I'll maybe getting anxious or overwhelmed for a little second. Then I'll be like, nope, I ain't dealing with this today. I ain't dealing with the thought or the emotions. Not today. I don't even deal with it. My second automatic response to it is when I am 
with people. So when we're having um, conversations, whenever I don't want to get too deep into a subject because there's some fear attached to it or whatever the case may be, I will change the subject. And some of my friends know this. They know that I am extremely good at that. Some people, people I live with literally still haven't realized that I do this, but I'm quite good at that to just escape questions and to just, you know, bring up a new subject and without, you won't even realize, but we'll be speaking about something completely out of context. It's not a good thing, but I've had to master this over time because just to avoid speaking on things I don't want to speak on, speaking on things that trigger me or that that initiate fear. So my automatic response, pretty simple. I really just brush it off. I brush it off. I don't deal with it. And I know hearing this for someone who might be dealing with extreme um an extreme level of atacophobia might be like, how do you even do this? How is it even possible for you to take control over your mind and to to just brush it off, to not think about it and to not let it consume you? Well, to answer that, there's the difference between me and you is that you your level of dysphobia is very extreme. So you might need to go through different procedures in order to get there. But me it's something that I can kind of do on my own. But if you struggle with atacophobia and you do this, it will catch up to you. Like, it's not because you decided to brush it off today that it won't come back in five minutes or in 10 minutes or maybe tomorrow. That's not how it works. It lives in you, literally. So even though I was doing this, it would catch up to me after I don't know how long. But yeah, the last question which is very important okay is what do i do to face this fear of mine without making myself more anxious than i already am so essentially this is to help you identify what is it that you do after you got you've gone through your automatic responses right and your automatic responses i call them automatic responses because they're automatic. You can't really control them. It's really what you do, what comes to your mind initially when that feeling of fear occurs, right? So what is it that you do after that? So me, the first thing I will do or the first thing I try to do, it's like I have to remind myself to do it every single time, but I go to God directly. I speak to him and I let him know whatever it is that is triggering me, whatever it is that is scaring me. And I vent to him and I let him know, I let him in on what it is that I'm feeling, what it is that I'm going through, even though I might not understand it completely. I ask him to release me from this burden and he does it every single time. And you know, this feeling comes back, but it has less and less and less impact. Like over time, this feeling of fear doesn't harm me as much as it used to, that being physically and emotionally. Another thing I do to actually face the fear is to force myself to think about it. I force myself to identify what it is that is scaring me. Like when I go to God, I just go to him directly without thinking. I'm just be like, God, this, 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 and that. I can't deal with it, right? The second one though, the second thing I do though, I will literally stop acknowledge which i don't do in my automatic responses right but after i've gone through that i'm like okay no you can't be doing this all the time this is not going to help you i press pause and i try to pinpoint on what it is that is triggering me right now what is it that is making me feel so anxious and scared and all negative stuff 
but what I have found that works is when I take the time to undo the false um, thoughts and beliefs that are causing this feeling of anxiousness and all that stuff. I also undo the apprehensions I have over future situations and I replace them with positive ones. Kind of like affirmations, if you will. This might sound silly, but it does work. Phobias can be experienced on a mild to extreme level. Extreme level being like this phobia has taken over your life. But when it's still on at a manageable level, we'll say like that, you still have some control over your life. You still have some control over your reaction. You still have those capabilities in you. This is a bonus question that you can also ask yourself, right? So after you've identified what it is that you do, to face this fear, you can also ask yourself, what is it that I can do but that I don't do to face this fear without making myself feel more anxious than I already am? It's a good question because we already have our list of the things that we do automatically when we experience these feelings. But if you take the time to think about it, you will find lots of things that you can try, that you can put into practice to overcome this fear, to overcome this feeling of anxiety, to overcome this feeling of sadness. And you know, everything that you wrote down on your list on of what it is that you do does not have to be perfect. That list is just a reality of what you do. We're not trying to make anything perfect or deal with anything now. Well, deal with anything like go through the process, but we're just trying to identify things. So this can help us cope with etichophobia on a daily basis. So there are things on this list um, that you will have to practice again and again and again and again until you master it and until it becomes natural until it becomes like one of your automatic responses if you already have tried everything that i mentioned and much more and you still can't move past your fears then you know a great solution for you would be to get therapy that might be a solution for you and a very effective one as you won't be the one looking up for solutions online or from your own mind but someone who's experienced will have the right tools to help you overcome this phobia i know and i believe that god heals everything from disabilities to sickness and you might have been dealing with that for a long time but that doesn't mean that he hasn't been with you this whole time that he's gonna let you live in this for the rest of your life to live in pain and in discomfort if you come to him in all honesty and just pour out your worries to him and whatever is waiting on your heart he will answer you he works in so many mysterious ways like he will either heal it himself or he will guide you towards someone or something that will ask and you shall receive seek and you will find knock and the door will be opened to you as his word says sometimes we are so set on our own expectations of how we would like to be healed or how we would like for god to show up in our lives and deliver us from certain situations that we block our vision from what it is that he's actually trying to do in our lives at that moment what it is that he's trying to show us to get us out of that situation that is waiting heavy on us i have been freed from this and i cannot thank the lord enough I never even had to go to therapy or to, to seek help or anything. But I can tell you that I did pray. I prayed about this for a very long time. I prayed really hard. 
when I didn't even know what this was exactly. I just knew I had this fear. I didn't know there was a name for it, but baby, I prayed. Okay, I prayed for this. And he answered, I want to encourage you to not let this fear take over your life. You'll be missing out on so many beautiful opportunities, whether it be at work or in your friends group or in school. It's really important to take the steps necessary to deal with this and to address the situation as soon as you as soon as you ex- start to experience it so you don't let it degenerate i'm going to end this video with some tips to give you on how to deal with ethicophobia on a daily basis little side note i went on google because i was like am i pronouncing this correctly and then i watched this video of this guy pronouncing it and it did not sound the way i'm pronouncing it it was some like ethicophobia i don't <laughs> You know how when you you go on Google to listen to a pronunciation, the pronunciation of a word, they just, they pronounce it with, I don't know, such like, there's like a rhythm in it. It's like they're singing a song. I don't know if it's only me that hears that, but anywho, if I'm not pronouncing it correctly, I don't have anything to say (laughs) about that. But the important thing is that you understand what I'm trying to say. Anyways, it'll be written down. So, numero uno. Detect what it is that is making you afraid and the belief attached to this. So the belief attached to the fear. Numero dos, detach yourself from those negative thoughts, which are the beliefs attached to the fear and replace them with positive thoughts or Bible verses. Just like, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your staff and your rod, they comfort me. Or you can literally replace it by a positive thought that will automatically attack that negative belief that you just had. And just like, I'm capable of managing managing this project. Why? Because I am trained for it. Or I am capable to get this job. Why? Because I've studied for it. It's just logical, right? Come up with positive responses. Numero tres. You have to make a conscious effort of facing your fears instead of brushing them off. And that's like every single time they come up. Make plans if needed. Make plans if you need to deal with them. I keep mentioning school because it's like, I don't know, it's like an example that is quite easy to explain. But if you have a school project and you feel overwhelmed by it because there's a lot that needs to be done, that's okay. Sit down, map out a plan, divide all the tasks into and split them into weeks or in days. So you have a concrete plan to rely upon to avoid failing that project or to even avoid the thought of failing because how could I fail if everything's mapped out and all I have to do is follow it to succeed you know so now that all things on etikophobia have been unraveled I would like to thank you for watching this video till the end I really hope that the tips and the examples I gave you are going to help you and encourage you to tackle this phobia and to find ways to cope with it in your day-to-day life don't forget to check the description bar below to see the articles and the resources I've attached for y'all to get more information on this subject. I will see you all on the next episode of All Things Unraveled. I know your name, I know you great. Yeah, yeah, yeah.